Okay, everyone, I have a very important piece of media that I think we should play right now for the people at home to uh, just maybe look inward and think about themselves and what they've uh, believed all these many years. So, oh, that's nice. Juice, hit it. Oh, we're the Mario Brothers in plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sick is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Huh. Thank you, Super Mario Bros. It seems like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. For super service, call or text Super Mario Bros. Plumbing today at 929-55-MARIO or reach us on the World Wide Web at smbplumbing.com. Okay, now for further context, this was a official commercial for the Super Mario Bros. movie, which is coming out quite soon. And it's basically like an animated presentation reaffirming that the Mario Brothers live in New York City and they're plumbers. Mm-hmm. And But there's an important thing that maybe you noticed while watching this commercial. Twice in this officially released Nintendo-approved commercial, they are called the Mario Brothers. No, that's, it doesn't sound like that. I was going to say she sounds like an imposter. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. Shh, I'm calling the number. Oh, shit. Thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. It's for me, Luigi. Uh, if you need service, please uh, text us at the same number. You just call 92955-MARIO. That's 929-556-2746. Message us about any issues wherever you live. House, condo, mansion. And we'll be sure to text you back right away because it's Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. We don't say let's mm. wait. We say let's go. Oh, and uh, check our website, smbplumbing.com. Oh We're still working on it, so more updates to come. Bye-bye. Okay, so to be clear, we are not sponsored by this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, it seems like there's disagreement even within the approved Nintendo canon of how to say yeah. Mario Brothers, because the woman who says it says Mario. No, yeah, she they're trying to have it both ways. She says it. She, she, she it's like Mario. No, she it's says like, Mario. It, it sounds like it, it's like if you merge the two. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's not it's like, like, a, it's not like a you gotta call Mario it's like, like you schwa. say it. <laughs> I th- she's I like, think... oh no, my egg steam is broken. You gotta get Mario. My like egg the, steam no, is it's flaring up, Mario. Here's what I would add and say that if the Mario Brothers within the canon of the universe approved uh-huh. this woman to do the ad read, not only not only once but twice, they must have no problem with her saying Mario repeatedly to the point where I think it's okay. So we can all move on with our lives and say that Nintendo agrees that it's Mario and officially approved. There you go. Wait, you know nobody cares. Like you were not we were not persecuting you. <laughs> Because uh, I get I, Mario. I'm trying my best. Oh, sorry, yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I get tweets every fucking day over this. Every day. Well, there's worse things people can tweet at that's you about. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You should be happy that they've clung on to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it says it. Okay, so now Mario says he wants me to sign up. We're a family-owned and operated business providing mm-hmm. white glove plumbing services to Brooklyn and Queens. Please click the link to sign up to get exclusive updates, service offerings, and more. I'm not positive that this will help me with my plumbing problems. I feel like this, this isn't even like a good 
I actually think, guys, I don't want to freak you out, but I think they're just trying to get me on a mailing list. Well, honestly, it won't help you because you don't live in Brooklyn and Queens. So obviously it's not going to be. That's true. They're I not going to trek to West Virginia to fix your, I don't know, toilet. Why do you guys think the comments are disabled on this video? <laughs> That's weird. So that is weird. weird. There's so many people that are hooked in the brothers that just want to share their love. Justin McRoy and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McRoy. I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Rushkin. I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest in home interactive entertainment. It's Game of the Year Club, and just by listening, you are a member. You, uh, your contributions are valued here, but we are going to be the ones talking mainly. Mm-hmm. On on this episode, and we're going to be can talking talk about, back. You can well, talk we'll back some if, space if you for want. You. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Metroid Prime Remastered. Yep. Chris Plant, what's that? Metroid Prime Remastered is a remaster of Metroid Prime, which originally premiered on the GameCube like a long, long time ago. It's first person Metroid, and it's maybe the first Metroid that I think I really love. So <laughs> let's go talk about it, please. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. This is, uh, I, l- let's get the awkwardness out of the way first. This I made this game. Yeah. By saying that I wanted it, and then a week later, Nintendo gave it to me. Yeah. It was actually later that, the day we recorded the Besties episode, later that day is when the, the, uh, the Nintendo Direct happened, and this was surprise dropped. And and Justin was so certain this would happen, that he didn't, one, watch the Nintendo Direct, or read anything about it. So that when we decided to do this as the episode, he said, I'm sorry, what? Why? (laughs) I said, why are we doing Metroid Prime? 
Because I, I, I'm not plugged. I'm not in the daily no grind anymore. No, I'm, no, I'm not no. out there on the front lines of the console wars. You didn't hear about the PS6 the that also got announced that day. <laughs> what the PS6 that got announced that day? You didn't hear about that? It's yeah, bigger and better. I'm not a, I'm not a child. Let's not <laughs> pretend that a reissue of a of a <laughs> Metroid Prime is is on the level of a major major <laughs> news story. Okay, confirm, y- y'all. So, uh, did all of you play this game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I assume that's right. So right? You mean, I mean, you mean like the new game of the original? The, well, yeah. no, I mean, I mean the original. Like when it came out, you, you, did you all have a GameCube? Here's the thing: uh, I I didn't have a GameCube. It's like one of the only game consoles that I I did not commit serious time to. It is my big gap. That's so not true. Um, you didn't have a. Did you have a Super Nintendo? I had a Super Nintendo, but that's not Metroid Prime. Oh, Where I, would you I, have I, been at in your life when GameCube was like? was out because it was definitely a lesser like i, I didn't think like, do much game we high had one, school going into college okay which was also like peak like i didn't play many video games mm, too cool for school yeah. any anyway i thought this game looked like extremely ugly and i was like why is metroid first person i don't need this uh I, man i was wrong on both accounts pretty 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 bad um the art design of this game is extremely clever uh, and it turns out that Metroid feels a lot more natural for first person for me, and I'm trying to piece together why, but I, before we do that, can one of you tell people what this game actually is? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of the concepts of the, the Metroid series, a lot of, uh, you know, gear gating, collecting the sort of, uh, standard Metroid power-ups. Yeah, I call them Metroidvania is the genre <laughs> oh, that's that I interesting. created to describe That's really Metroids. cool. That's badass, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, you got your, your Varia suit. You got your super missiles, etc. cetera. Uh, only it puts it in a first-person shooter package. Uh, there's some other sort of unique stuff. There's a series of visors that you can get that kind of change the gameplay, like a thermal visor or a scan visor that lets you learn about enemies weaknesses or more about sort of world history uh and it is a it is a very i would say it's a more puzzly affair than you mm. might uh ex- expect at first blush yeah uh, so there's, there's a lot more solve solving puzzles in the environment uh as a focus rather than uh just straight up and down you know, first person and combat. exploration. I mean, and it, exploration it, it is a huge component of it. More so than the enemies are I mean, just as often as they're like a challenge to fight. It's more a challenge to figure out how, like, just the solution to what's the best way to to take them down as they impede your progress through right. through the world. Yeah, and I remember when the GameCube version was announced, and they're like, "Oh, the next Metroid is going to be a first person shooter game," and I was like, "Fuck." That that sounds terrible. I adore Super Metroid. I just want that. Um, why are you turning it into Doom? Whatever. And the fact that they were able to port over the like core juice that is the Metroid franchise into a first-person format, such that it elevates the whole thing rather than like just kind of you know tacking on to the latest popular genre. Yeah, such a huge accomplishment. And the fact that like this game outside of the graphics and a control change is almost untouched, like gameplay wise is almost spot on exactly what it was previously shows you just how much they nailed it the first time around. It is pretty remarkable. I think it is also very hilarious. If you look at the timeline of this, just to talk about fan reaction, they dropped Metroid 
uh, Prime in 2002, everyone's like, ugh, how could you? And then they they uh, turn it into a first-person shooter. Everybody loves it. Uh, uh, just a few years later, they're like, hey, what about this? What if it's Pinball? How about Metroid <laughs> Prime Pinball? You thought you were upset about first-person. Now it's Pinball. Well, they also had Metroid Prime Hunters, oh, a first-person shooter oh. on the Nintendo DS Fuck that had its yeah. own special little like thumb strap nubbin. attachment, little nubbin that you put on your thumb so that you could control... Uh, so it could simulate a second stick. Um, I I think the we talk about sort of the big things about this game. I would say the the biggest kind of thing that sets it apart from a lot of other first person shooters is that the morph ball power up is is in the game, which allows you to essentially at will switch to a third person perspective where you're this little ball. And there's a whole suite of neat sort of additions onto that that you find throughout the game, like one that lets you sort of stick to these magnetic traps or or tracks, or one that lets you do sort of a speed boost that all of a sudden becomes like your fastest way of navigating the world. Uh, that that trick is still really fucking cool. It still is makes it unlike any other sort of uh, exploration-based first-person game that, that I've ever played. It, yeah, um, it and- also like... On the on the exploration side, if you compare like a room in Super Metroid to a room in Metroid Prime, because of the nature of it being first person, because the you know frame of view is very narrow comparatively, uh, there's so much they can they can hide within these worlds that you just can't in a 2D game. Like you could hide, you know, whatever you could have like a secret block or something like that. But beyond that, there's not like nooks and crannies that you really have to dig into. So what it ends up feeling like in Prime is you're really like getting up into these rooms and environments in a way that feels very intimate and and uh, just like you f- you know you feel like you're role playing as Samus in ways that the other yep. games don't even come close to. How how much do y'all feel that this game feels of its time? Because I mean we are right now we are further from the original re- release of Metroid Prime than Metroid Prime was from the original Metroid yeah. by like a fair amount. That's scary. Um, yeah, it, it, it's quite a bit. And I, and I, I, there's a lot of this that I do think feels very modern, but there there were bits and pieces here and there where I'm like, oh yeah, this this is early days of this sort of game. Uh, th- this feels, to contextualize your, your uh, uh, to answer your question through context, uh, I feel like this is a lot, and I don't, this is probably not up for debate. It's probably a hard fact. This is a lot more slavish than to the original than like Dead Space is. Like this mm-hmm. seems like oh, yeah, very, sure. very close. Um, and I think because of that, in Dead Space you saw a lot of like mechanical changes that are sort of like uh, quality of life things. And there's definitely some of that with like the controls. I will say that Metroid uh, Prime Remastered has some areas and, you know, by extension Metroid Prime has some areas where you're like, they really don't have the rails on sometimes yeah. like in a way that modern games won't let you fuck up super, super bad and lose a lot of time. This definitely, there are places where you're like, you go off the wrong ledge and it's like, Oh damn, why'd you do that? That's so bad for you. You just died and lost like 15 minutes of progress. Yeah. There's no auto save in, in the game, which is um, I, I I am torn about because on one hand, like that kept the, tension pretty pretty high i would say throughout the game especially if like i had just beaten a boss and had been playing for a long time and then had to navigate like a lava filled corridor knowing that like if i fall in that fucking lava i'm gonna lose everything i definitely lost huge chunks of time uh because the 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 save points are um 
a, a bit spread out. Yeah, um, I, I would say I, I agree with that. It, it, it can be punishing at times. The other area that I think is difficult, but to the point where I'm kind of into it, is even with Metroid Dread, I think they gave you more of an indication of where you should be going next. Yeah. Um, you know, Metroid Dread had those map features where it'd be like, oh, these blocks you can access now that you have this upgrade. You, yeah. So you don't get any of that in this, except if except. you stumble around for like 30 to 45 minutes, it's eventually be long. like, oh, yeah, you're you're a dumbass. Just go okay. here, dummy. Yeah, but maybe there, go there over here. There's some things. There's a bit more than that. So like the rooms you haven't um, been in are a different color. That's true. There are there are door colors, I believe, that show like if you've been in, but it's yeah, very, if you've opened very, them, very, and what beam you need so, and stuff. And, yeah. and very briefly, it will like flash when you open a map. It'll be like bing bing. Like this area is interesting, and then doesn't leave it there. Um, and good luck remembering which of the amorphous blobs was the one you're supposed yeah. to go towards. The the map is not. I don't know how they improve it, but it yeah. is not good. I think it Dread I think Dread good. was a good example of how you would modernize that a little bit. It's pretty good for its time, but I agree that was an area that like could have used maybe a little bit yeah. more love. I, but I also I, I, I just to, I would also add I I'm kind of into stumbling around blindly in this world cuz I love moving mm-hmm. around in the world and like it's kind of fine. Like it didn't bother me that I spent 45 minutes figuring out where like the boost jump was or whatever. Cause when I found it, I I felt really fucking good about myself. So there is so, so much backtracking in the early hours of this. Like, yeah. An out, out fucking rageous amount of backtracking the, 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 the critical path at the beginning of this game is like, you go through this first area to get to, you know, your morph ball, your missiles, and then you have to go through this lava area to get to this ice area where you get one power up. And then you have to go all the fucking way back to the beginning of the game to get one power up and then go all the way back. But to the there lava are elevators. There are shortcuts, certainly, that that alleviate not, I mean, it, it doesn't take that, that long. A, I think it's more just jarring in that I, what I was doing, again, having not played this, I was like, this can't be right, can it? And I was like, no, no, I think it is. And it's funny because I played with that same mentality when I was playing Dread, where I'd get stuck and like, oh, I maybe yeah. I have to go to the original area. But Dread actually holds you by the nose much more. Yeah. So this is really like very, very true to Super Metroid era of like, good luck, buddy. I I don't I don't know, man. It it, it seemed crazy to me to have to essentially ping pong between these two kind of distant areas the super metroid does that though keep... there are definitely moments yeah. in super metroid that that's do that whole, yeah well, that's yeah, the yeah, whole well, game though that, no you're right we swear right. jams like yeah. it doesn't you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah matter. i i i don't know if this is like something that was intentionally designed it but a lot of the rough edges of this game are clearly rough edges but they don't impede my enjoyment of it and like that's the ai of the enemies which is moronic at best um, but it doesn't matter because, like Justin said earlier, the fighting isn't really the point. I think it's kind of weird. Like, it's weird playing a Nintendo game that lacks polish of pleasure because mm. that is mm. what Nintendo games do so well. And it, like, an example here is when you kill an enemy, right? It's doing the old school Metroid thing where whatever item it dropped floats in that place. Today, in a modern video game, that would have, like, real physics, it would drop, it would clink on the floor, it would feel 
cool, and it would be easy to then go get your reward. Well, you can get the reward. You could suck it in using the charge beam, but I understand the rest of it. I agree with you. Yes, and and the the visors, right? Like switching around and scanning is, I think, like a bit more like onerous than it needs to be. But Uh, I would say, like, I think moving. Tell me if you disagree, but I think moving around the world feels fucking fantastic yeah well, sure. what i'm saying is I'm, I'm not saying any of this to say like don't play this game by any stretch of the imagination i'm saying what's wild to me about the game uh, in terms of like how can a game be timeless is every game has flaws sure most of the time those flaws can be deal breaking in video games right the style of video game making moves so far beyond it that you go back and play it and it's just truly frustrating what's wild to me about this game is its flaws are honestly quite petty the like the 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 core of the game like the real muscle of it i i love and yeah. I, I was enjoying it so much that i i know i i again i kind of felt like i was rubbing up on this and i'd be like whatever it's I, you know it, any frustration i had was momentary because 5 seconds later i was like zipping through these absolutely gorgeous environments i mean every i keep thinking that we're going to get the new switch and then a game comes around like this or fire emblem and i'm like wait how did they manage to get this out of this little council mm-hmm. like they it, it it looks much better than it really any shooter hey, I, I think it's one on of the best system. looking switch games definitely oh well i mean yeah. that's yeah i mean yeah but just yeah, no, i mean it's it's not dead space don't get me wrong but like it it's quite impressive and it runs at 60 and yeah i i really wanted to get swept up in this i i i i really enjoyed like the 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 moment to moment is fine i i don't mind the combat i uh, along those like weird quality of life wouldn't be a thing it is very annoying to clear a room and then come back and have to do the same bogus fight again that you just did 10 seconds ago uh because you're backtracking and those monsters are back that's that's really i did not enjoy that at all um it's the it's the lack of um it's the lack of like direction i feel like it, it, and and this is probably more my current like life position is like i'm not looking to absolutely immerse myself in a world to the point where like i learn the world so well that i don't need the map like i just know i've been through these locations before i know it and that's definitely the kind of uh exploration vibe that they're going for i just the the occasional like lack of direction the feeling like i want to explore but i also know that it could fuck me up bad enough that the checkpoint thing will be an issue that is a big problem for me i wish i had like it was auto saving so i could feel more comfortable like poking around and not there was one area where i realized i missed a power up something i wanted to go back and check out it was after the big plant boss guy um, and when I tried to go back through that way, like I trekked all the way backtracking to where I knew this power up was. And when I got back to the door that went into his arena, it was just randomly covered in vines. Like, yeah, I just couldn't go that way. And it's for no reason. It's just like, no, you can't go this way. You gotta go back around the other way. Fuck that. Like, I don't have, I'm 42. I don't, I don't have time for well, it. I can't it, do that. And, and for the listener, this is like just critical consumption advice. I think that's like really good feedback justin because for a lot of people they will hear that and everything that you don't like is exactly what they want i mean yeah. it's me oh, like honestly, i think like, hearing I want... that like you might hear that and be like don't be upset about that if you hear that and that sounds good that 
all the more encouragement well, to go play I this game. Well, I definitely enjoyed this game enough when I was younger and in a different headspace right. yeah. that I wanted it to be like remastered. And seeing it seeing it like this, like I I you know, I don't regret that. It's very cool seeing it and a lot of it holds up like really beautifully. Uh, and I like the lock on combat. Like as somebody who where that isn't a priority, I dig it. Like being able to pop some enemies from half a room away, I'm into that. Um I just wish it was a little bit easier to get around and, and right. not you, have to worry You about. are looking for a more directed experience. And the good news is there are more, you know, Dread is a more directed experience. So, like, if you're looking for that in a Metroid game, you can get it. Hell, even, like, Prime 3, which isn't really playable right now, but when it eventually gets re-released, uh, <laughs> that is a more directed experience. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. There's also, for what it's worth, a casual mode in this. I don't know that there was one when it first came out, but if you find the combat a little intimidating or you're dying a lot just put on casual and just experience it i don't know if you can actually switch difficulty mid uh, yeah i don't know that you can but but if you if you're looking for literally a more casual laid back experience you will still appreciate every aspect of this game whether the enemies are hitting twice as hard or not so just fucking rock casual and enjoy it because that seems pretty nice real quick i do want to talk about the visuals because i think um, you know, in, in, this is the epitome of in my memory, the game looked like this. And, mm, mm-hmm. you know, I watched the Digital Foundry video where oh they did like a ton of side-by-sides and it is <laughs> outrageous how simplistic the visuals were when it came out on GameCube. But my brain was able to fill in thanks to the environment and the music and like the like visor fogging up and all those like little touches that like sold it. And that this, video made me feel better about my initial snobbery. It, uh, I felt uh, vindicated that, like, it, it the original one does kind of look a little... It does out of context, but once you're playing right. it, it sells it pretty well. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. I think, I'm, I'm just saying, as someone who, like, saw it in passing and made my decision that I mean, way. they can't all be fucking chocobos and whatever you wanted back then. <laughs> I didn't even like chocobos at that time. I, I hadn't... My third eye had not been opened. But I, w- but I would say, like, this carries through that tradition insofar as yeah if you were playing this game on like a pc or whatever it is and you held it next to a game that's running at 4k with ray tracing on and whatever else dead space had going on granted this would look more simplistic but because the art design is so strong in this it sells this entire environment and and feels just fucking dope can i can i voice a a gripe uh hit it a lot of this game is ex- exploration and platforming in 3D space, and I think for the most part it does a really good job with that. In a lot of the outdoor environments or like ruins that you explore, sometimes it is not at all clear what is land onable and what is just kind of like a, a decorative rocky outcropping. Mm. Mm. And so sometimes you'll be doing a platforming section and see like a ledge that you think you can hop up to and run across, but then when you get up to it, an invisible wall kind of stops you in midair before you can land on the thing you thought you could land on and you fall all the way down and it feels bad. Every every time, you really have to start telling your brain, you have to start filtering shit in your mind as you play of like, okay, well, that is clearly not an intentional, uh, you know, 
piece of piece of geometry that I can use to get where I need to go. Yeah, I think it's there really are really just the, the platforms that are you know g- fucking glowing that you know <laughs> is is the, the the ones that you should be using. Yeah, like, I think it's I very know. much a desi- uh, a Nintendo design mentality of they are making they are not like hiding anything from you. They will make it very obvious. Except that they are, like, they, except that they wicked are, like, they wicked are. Like, there are lots of things that you can't see unless you're using the right visor to scan. No, 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 I, but I, I mean. I disagree the, with the idea that, like, the everything is, uh, you know, evident at, at face value from the jump. Like, I had a pretty tough time keeping the uh, signal from blending in with the noise mm-hmm. uh, when, when I was just just playing the game in in any circumstance i think when Uh, you learn i don't know i feel like when you learn the design language of the game and what it's trying to tell you in terms of what's a platform versus not it becomes easier but again that might be a person-to-person thing i have really also been uh speaking of like the appearance of it i have uh been really it's been uh, a, a real lesson between this and dead space in the value of you know, we we have lived almost the entirety of our lives uh, playing games in a sort of like graphical processing arms race. Yeah, and it and it is really interesting to see these games that have gotten that a like processing wise have picked up, but like design the design graphically like still lands and it still works, and that's really fascinating to me about the power of like. Uh, having great design from the beginning, both in terms of like levels and aesthetics and like how how much more powerful that is and enduring that is than just like how many polygons that you can put uh, onto the screen. Because a lot of this stuff looks wild and it looked wild before, but it's like these environments, like single rooms tell entire stories yeah. like where you see like, we we set up computers here, but then the the roots crashed in through the ceiling, and then yeah, you know it's 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 really cool to look at, just like Dead Space, like really interesting artistic choices that go beyond just like uh, the the processing power of the of the console. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think this game is sick. I think it's, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm kind of it's fighting me as to whether I like this game better than dread, which honestly dread was before this, my favorite Metro game. And I think by, um, the addition of the dual stick controls definitely give this, uh, a fighting chance of, of edging dread out for me. I, I, I just love, I mean, from a preservation perspective, like more of it, like, just please like making a a uh, making it so that it's like easy to appreciate a classic like this and mm-hmm. smoothing down some of the rough edges and how much of that you smooth down i think is an interesting creative decision you know i think you see that in film restoration right you can definitely remove a level of grain to where it doesn't look right anymore it starts to look off so like yeah. there's choices people are making but like i love this sort of like i, I think it's important historical work like uh, honestly I, I and i think it's very cool to see yeah agreed Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, uh, we got our frontline reporter, Scoops Freshdick, uh, giving us the the dirt on uh, PSVR 2. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. 
get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com besties that's mintmobile.com besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com besties additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. It's actually pronounced Pissver. <laughs> Welcome to the Pissverse, too. <laughs> we got Ratchet and Clank in the Pissverse. Do you guys have any PSVRs? No, we have Pissverse. Is that what you mean? <laughs> All right. Pissverse. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just waiting on you to start. I thought talking, it was the beginning Russ. of the segment. We're talk, we're doing this great run about piss first, and I was expecting you to pick up the ball and run with it. Yeah, you want to run on piss first? How comfortable is this headset? Okay, so the PSVR two comes out on February twenty second, which is a few days after this episode drops. But the embargo lifted shortly before this episode drops, so I can freely talk about it. Uh, Mike Mahardy did the full review for Polygon of PSVR two. I did not write that. He did a great job. But I thought y'all might be interested in this, given that it is a pretty high end, at least <laughs> from a price point, from a price point standpoint, pretty high end VR headset. It's not cheap. I'm interested in it in the way I'm interested in, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not. You know, <laughs> like the list is an oddity. Yeah, it's an oddity. Um, so the PSVR 2, just for people that aren't aware, it is uh, $549 including the headset and controllers. And 
it is um, basically just powered by your PS5. So everything runs through the PS5. There's a single cable that runs from the PS5 to the headset. Uh, you have to play it wired. There's no wireless option, which is something I'll come back to in a second. Um, and it basically has a slate of games designed to make use of the PS5 hardware. But it's worth noting there are very, very, very few fully exclusive games on the PSVR 2. Uh, the big one at launch is going to be um, the uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is like a hu- an exclusive VR experience within uh, PSVR 2. Uh, and I believe the Resident, Resident Evil Village VR experience will also be exclusive probably for only a limited time, but it will be exclusive. Um, and I don't know. I would say my like first initial thought is the headset feels good. It's comfortable. Feels like good to put on. Um, being wired while in VR feels like a throwback to an age that I never, ever, ever want to go back to. Quest 2 like totally convinced me that wireless VR is the future. And even though this looks a lot better than Quest 2 does in a lot of ways, that um, being tethered to a console, even though the wire is very long, feels just like just like another era, and it doesn't really fit for me um, in a lot of ways. The benefit of it is the games do look better. So if you care about like a visual, you know, higher visual fidelity, uh, this will be able to play games that uh, look a lot better than you would on Quest 2 natively. But the Quest 2 can also go wired or even stream games wirelessly from your PC. So it just feels like this fits in a weird place that I don't know where the market is. also the the headphone thing is a big deal for me. Um, Yeah. It's it's with the Quest 2, you're you're in the early days of VR. (laughs) What what turned me off, like the first time I was playing VR, it's fucking like putting up the light towers and then you are finding a, you know, appropriately comfortable set of headphones that can plug into the unit while the unit plugs in with three cores. It's a, it's a nightmare with the quest Two, You just put it on. The sound is in there um, and you don't need the discrete headphones. It's like one less thing to worry about. And it's wild that the, that is not part of the equation here. Well, so it's worth noting in the box, they do include headphones that do click into the headset um, they're like in-ear earbuds that I I just don't like wearing those style earbuds. So I actually ended up using my own headphones. But if you don't really care about the in-ear earbud thing, um, they are right there and not super inconvenient. Though, Justin, I completely agree with you. I would much rather a slightly lower audio fidelity experience if they were just like piped into the headset because that's way more convenient for me. And I think that's the like the whole experience of PSVR 2 is at every turn... They're picking, they're opting for like high fidelity rather than necessarily convenience. And that's why it's wired. And that's why, you know, the headphone choice was like that. Um, you know, I guess it's, it kind of depends on who, who you are and what you're looking for from a VR experience. If you want that super high end, I don't know, man, I feel like you would have a high end headset and connected to your gaming PC already. So Here's the thing. I think this is an example of someone seeing uh, a number on a spreadsheet, but not really digging into the reason behind it. And that is the PSVR one sold pretty well by all means, right? It did. So I guess the, the, the very blunt business logic would be, hey, we should go make a PSVR two. Not asking, 
hey, d- does anybody who bought that, did they love it? Are they going to want to spend that much money again to get, you know, something that's, you know, a bit iterative better than what they already have lying around their house? And has it lying around the house actually hurt their opinion of VR? Yeah. Like ha- mm. having this mm-hmm. thing that they threw in the closet, knowing that that is the end game for it, are they going to go and buy this? And, and, it, and here's a, a clean example of it. The Nintendo Wii. The Nintendo Wii sold a gajillion units. Nintendo did not go back and go, hey, you know what? We should do Wii again. Uh, because well, they kind of Well, arguably, that would have been a better decision than <laughs> what they did. Well, uh, well, Wii U led to the Switch. I mean, uh, Wii U is clearly the Switch. They just made the mistake of tethering it to your TV. Sure. Um, but I, I, yeah, this feels to me just, I don't know. There's something so bizarre and misguided. The, the, there are, there's reports that there are over 100 games in development for PSVR 2. And... It, it's not that I don't think, like, sure, a lot of those are probably ports. I think but it, I would but, say 90, based on what they've shared and, and the launch lineup, I think they're 95% ports. Sh- sure, and that, that's bad. That's the problem. Yeah. Because this is it, the early, early smartphone days where you go onto the store and all you see is junk. Yeah. And, like, I, I still have that problem when I turn on Quest, and that makes me not want to use any vr thing because i associate it with trash i i i have i have always been somebody who enjoys uh, vr conceptually i don't necessarily get like su- i i have not found myself super deep in any the 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 thing i used my quest the most for was like a, a exercise like I, it is not something that i i i feel like though there are s- certain challenges that are endemic to vr that are just really really tough to solve the 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 problem with these tethered solutions and i don't think this is that unusual my the place where i play playstation 5 is set up to play video games seated in a dark room with like a table in front of like it's set up like a living area where you have people and then you 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 play it is not i'm gonna need to move furniture and i bet a lot of people are in the same situation where like the nice tv that they use to play video games on they don't necessarily want to be cavalierly uh, bounding around the room trying to catch you know uh uh, robot dinosaurs yeah you know it's it a a room that's a big empty room where you can use a quest 2 it just makes so much more sense i still don't know if if it can get past like Okay, one of the things you're talking about where there's so much noise versus signal in the in these app stores, the solution to that for mobile was everybody's got a fucking phone. So the cream would rise organically where it's like you hear yeah. on Twitter about, you know, 20 different people playing, you know, Flappy Wings or what Flappy Bird or whatever, and then you you get into it that way. I just don't feel like VR can get uh, certainly not like by individual hardware get that sort of momentum or that inertia where you know the the good stuff gets discovered. Well, I would say like the so Horizon is like the ten pole game for this platform. Like right. it is the one major exclusive they have at launch, and having played it, the crazy thing about Horizon Call of the Mountain, I can't play for more than ten minutes without getting motion sick. The game was not designed for a mass market of people that like just pick up VR just to try it out because there's no teleport movement. It's all like control, like you're moving through the world, like at every moment you're like climbing up walls and stuff like that. 
And even though there are like vignetting settings and stuff like that, like I turn on every accessibility setting they had and I still got motion sick after 10 minutes. And this coming from someone who played hours of Half-Life Alex, hours of Resident Evil 4 on Oculus Quest. And that is kind of inexcusable for your like, this is the game that every, this is your Mario 64 for the PSVR 2. And most people will not be able to play it because they'll get motion sick. And that's nuts to me. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's really, really yeah. hard for me to know for me to say to someone, oh, this is a great fit for you. Because honestly, if you are curious about VR, just get a Quest 2. That's it. How are it. the controllers? I'm sorry? How are the controllers? They've, they're fine. I uh, You know, they've got some... What, what are the controllers? They've got like the adaptive uh, triggers of the DualSense and uh, the haptic rumble stuff. So it like kind of helps a little bit in terms of like selling what you're doing. I did like when I was like using a ratchet in that um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge game, like you could feel it. And that's kind of cool. And there's like rumble in the helmet, which is kind of cool. So they're fine. But like, I don't know, it doesn't, it's not enough to justify, you know, when, when Quest 2 launched, it launched at $300. And this thing is $550. And I realized Meadow was taking a big loss because they wanted to own the marketplace. But like, there's a lot of people that bought a $300 Quest 2. And I cannot recommend to those people that they go out and get a PSVR 2. I, I did not understand that it was that much money. <laughs> I mean, they're just not, I don't think they're selling them at a loss. I think that's the difference. Yeah, clearly. I think they are trying to make some money off them, which I get, reasonable. But this is what you have to pay for this level of experience. And yeah, no, there's just not, I, I mean. I, I, yeah. I guess manufacturing must, I mean, those kinks must be worked out the pipeline, right? Because it seems wild that they would focus on this rather than, trying to make more PlayStation Well, but fives. keep in mind, when did this get greenlit? This was yeah. probably greenlit in 2019. Doesn't VR always feel like that? Earlier? Like, it feels like a ball rolling down a hill and no one knows quite how to stop it because they still have, well, I definitely want to stop doing this. No one wants it, but we do have this already six months down the road, so let's go ahead and finish this I up. mean, there just aren't many companies that are still trying it, though. It's really just like, like Valve is still dipping their toes into it and Sony and Meta, and that's it. And how can you look at, you know, Meta, one of the biggest companies in the world, literally destroying itself, cannibalizing itself in real time because of this? I mean, yeah. wild. I, I mean, I, I know Apple is going to try it as well, so we'll see, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, Justin, to your point on that, there's confusion around the production of this. I think it was Bloomberg reported that they had like halved production of it. Mm-hmm. And then that same day, Sony came back and was like, no, 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 we're, you know, fully committed. Um, but... It's always weird when you see a place like Bloomberg report something like that. Well, they um, I know they they said that the pre based on pre-order numbers, the uh rev- expected revenue was dramatically sliced back. Yeah. So, not great. Yeah, it's a I bummer. Just, I, I it's to me, I've played a lot of VR. I love my Quest. I I just started using it uh just a couple of weeks ago cuz I wanted to play the um Bone Lab. Oh yeah. Uh game what, the is sequel. that what it's called? I think What's it's that? A, it's called Bone Lab, the new one, right? Yes, I forget. Bone, Bone Works, Works was, was the, the original, one, yeah. right? Bone Lab is like the Quest one, uh, and fucking rules. For me, it's it's. I don't use the only like AAA game that I ever played like to to completion on VR was uh, Echo. Uh, not Echo Arena, but the single player. Oh, the space one, yeah, where you're floating. Yeah. Around. Uh, shit. I'll I'll Google it at some point. Uh, it should be called Echo VR. Um, 
that that game ruled, right? And it was based entirely around these like very VR focused interactions. For the most part, though, like what I use it for is like modded Beat Saber or Supernatural, that mm-hmm. that uh, uh, workout game that Justin mentioned earlier, or uh, you know weird multiplayer social stuff. Uh, not not you know triple A gaming experiences where I have to plonk my ass down and just kind of look into a screen two inches away from my eyeballs for ground up VR stuff. Right. And, and that stuff I feel like is gonna, is gonna happen not on a platform like PSVR, uh, not, not a platform that is sort of tied. It's fate is tied to, uh, a a, super expensive video game console. Yeah. Or any video game console. Right. Uh, I I I think that the the VR future, uh, it it won't be like open source, but it'll certainly be a little bit more uh, open than a I, I think any uh, gaming console manufacturer will. Yeah, be I mean, I I think that. Apple does if they decide to go into it, they have the advantage for the same reason that Justin said around the App Store, which is just if a lot of people have it already, like if, if they can find a way to get the processing power to come from the phone that you already have in your pocket, uh, I don't know. May, may, maybe that's the way because, there, yeah, there needs to be a system for developers to experiment and iterate and, like, find out whatever the fun is here. I the, 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 That Horizon game that you were talking about, Fresh, it reminds me of the Infinity Blade games. Yeah. Do you, do you remember those Epic yeah. Games made that uh, for... The for, sword swiping, they're, they're, like... Perf- yeah. Perfectly fine, right? But, like, weirdly kind of lost to time because the stuff that really has stuck, at least for me, and I think for most people from mobile, has been stuff that was, like, mobile forward, whether that is Flappy Bird or Angry Birds or all of the casual games that, you know, whether you like them or not, they're humongous. They 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 make good use of what the system is. Yeah, you. I don't think you can get away from it at this point. I don't think you're ever going to solve that chicken and egg problem of does it make sense to release a AAA game? Does it make sense to fund a AAA game with the base here? And when you take into account the fact that the experiences that tend to click the best – are not those like sit down on the couch for three hours and play a huge session. It the mobile is like a better comparison, I think. Yeah. Like those dip in, dip out for 20 minutes. That's like the thing that works best on VR. And it's hard. It, it seems like there is a reluctance or, or an inability to cobble together like a cogent business out of that. Like it, well, it yeah. I also think that ga- it, like thinking of a VR uh, platform as a gaming first or gaming exclusive experience is a is like in and of itself a missed opportunity like i i i i don't i think meta has made some big choices uh that has sort of sullied my my opinion on this but something like a uh a a facebook horizon uh or whatever the fuck it was going to be called like that that has i think the kind of promise that could launch this as a platform that would have a pretty big install base. I think whatever Apple does could be fucking cool because Apple certainly knows how to make people have social experiences with their hardware. Uh, and I think once they have that, I, I, I think that the install base will be there and then the games will come come flooding right in. And then that's, that's not to say that there's not good VR games 
that that exists and that people haven't made like neat ways of of interacting in that space but um i, I don't think i just don't think psvr is going to be it i don't think it will happen until they a vr is as big as glasses that is my like in terms of mainstream like adaptation. even if that happens i don't know that it'll happen mainstream but it's like the same, it's the same thing though right because it's as big as glasses that's really hard to immerse yourself like you well, you could have least. glasses that are that have blinders on, like a horse blinds, <laughs> and then headphones, and then you've got right. a helmet. You know what I mean? It's like we're. I'm and sorry you, about our eyes and ears, but they're there. You can't just make <laughs> them not there. In in they're terms there. of form, I think the Quest Two is great. Like, I don't think there's anything bulky or or off putting about the the Quest Two. Yeah, but you're. Um, I think you are way more willing to do that. Like, my mom's not going to wear a Quest Two for more than five minutes. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I don't think they have to be as big as glasses. Frankly, I don't want to wear fucking VR glasses that small. I feel like I would look like a fucking douchey cyber Ryan Philippi if I tried that that look <laughs> off. Um, you should. You wish. I wish. Yeah, I, I say that. I, it's, That's the dream. You know, it's uh, this is this is mainly this is maybe just personal to me, but but I. I feel like for for me to play a game on VR to use that that uh, headset compare to use the iPhone comparison rather, if you hear about something that's worth playing on iOS, you pull out your phone and you push a button and then you get it. To me, for me it, it, where I'm at right now, to play a VR game, it not only has to be like worth the time and worth the money, it has to be like, oh well, fuck, I've moved my amp out to the middle of the room, yeah. so now I've got to move my <laughs> amp back and then. Oh, they're not charged. This just happened to me like this week. Like, oh my god, the battery on that one is dead. So yeah. I need to go replace that. Like, that's a real. That's a big man. Games gotta be really fun <laughs> for 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 me to clear all these hurdles. Um, I will say that the, there's an app, a Meta app on your phone that you can download games to headset from. I think that obviously. And do Apple I play to... the game on my phone then, Griffin, or are you just being intentionally obtuse? No, I'm just saying you you know you pull out your phone, you download a game, you can do that. And then you do I just play the? But you understand then that I have to do all the other things that I just said, right? You understand? Yeah, that, yeah. Right? But I I would say it's not a big hurdle to <laughs> to touch the. Sorry, to eat a sandwich, you have to pick it up and put it in your mouth and chew it. <laughs> I'm and then saying the barrier to entry between playing bolus. a VR game and playing a game on your phone is much different. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Like, I've got sure. the phone already. I've probably got it in my hand. I read about the game on my phone. I'll just push a different button to make the game happen. I mean, Griffin has yeah. his VR sex dungeon already set up, so there's really no work for him. That's the Yeah, difference. I mean, it is my office, but that just means that my workspace is uh, has sort of v- VR sex dungeon sort of yep. overtones to it. Um can we wrap this episode up? Yeah, you think, yeah, think that was a good time to do that? Love to. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly bums me out to talk about VR too much because I feel like it's it's always going to be uh, in this oddity space, and no one's ever going to be happy with that. <laughs> They're just going to keep keep trying to push it forward. Oh, we we got just a couple quick questions. Uh, this one's from Patrick. What should we expect first, Metroid Prime Four or the Heat Death of the Universe? Uh, good question. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, probably. Yeah, probably yeah. Metroid Prime 4, I'm confident. Um, I think it's going to be a Switch 2 launch game. Oh, uh, interesting. Um, this one is from Grayson. I, uh, wait, if I can answer that real quick, mm-hmm. I think that uh, my answer c- is a lot different considering they didn't release the entire trilogy as a remaster all at once. They released the first one as a remaster, so that definitely gives them a runway. If they want to do, you know, annual two, three, and then 
for, you know. Well, Jeff Grubb has reported that the other two are coming just as HD, like, re-releases and not as full remasters. So we'll see if if the Grubb is correct in this scenario. I mean, regardless, right? The point is that that they have that, if they want to keep Metroid going, those releases could be in the pipeline before Metroid 4 and it would keep the franchise. That is true. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Grayson. My question is, are we going to get an episode dedicated to Wanted Dead? The trailer is so buck wild. I need oh, to know fuck. more. I still haven't played. I have that downloaded. I still so, haven't played we're, it. We're, we're going to, Fresh and I are going to talk about it, I think, on, on Arrestes. I, I can't subject you all to it. I mean, y'all can bring it if you want. It's a lot. It's 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 a mess. And I Y'all, it's a mess. It. You got to try it, though. It's a mess. You got to try you it. You got to try it, though. You try it. It's a real debacle. Um, you won't believe it. <laughs> it's it's, it's the closest you'll get to being legally hooked on the brothers. That's the box quote. It's unbelievable. Says <laughs> um, and did y'all did y'all see this image I dropped in in the Google Doc? Is it is oh, it Lady Gaga and Joaquin? Because that's all I. Care no, about no. Look right at now. this image. Oh, it's it's Hi Fi Russ. It's Hi-Fi Russ. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that? isn't that great? Is, That's is awesome. Look in the, the, the episode notes. Fresh, can you describe what you're seeing? Yeah, you it's, you? well, it's me in, in glasses and, and a robot arm and uh, a cool scarf. And I'm uh, kind of hitting people with a giant pan of eggs. That's so good. From an accuracy standpoint, I make scrambled eggs, not uh, sunny side up, but otherwise very spot on. Yeah, but Jared, they're all scrambled eggs. It looks like nothing. You this know what was, I mean? Uh, right. Gerard, uh, Jared uh, Schwartz did this. Yeah. Very this well is, done. It is awesome. I'll, I'll make sure that uh, it gets shared from our Twitter. Um, any any honorable mentions from y'all? I'm still playing 20 Minutes Till Dawn. It's really good. If, if you like Vampire Survivors, uh, it, it is really open-ended in the way it allows you to stack your um, – uh, upgrades and there's a uh, an upgrade tree where you use skill points you accumulate after runs but you can only take one it's not where like in Vampire Survivors where you unlock all of them and juice them up you choose between different like perks when you go in so you can kind of create a build that's like geared towards close range combat and or geared towards you know doing a lot of elemental damage or whatever and it's very cool to like mix those uh, different upgrades and weapons and stuff like that and and come up with like interesting ways of approaching it. I'm still really enjoying it. Juice, are you playing that on mobile or are you playing it on Steam? I'm playing it on Steam, yes. Okay. It's there a is, great, there is it's an a iOS version as well that seems pretty well reviewed. So, um, I just started dipping into my uh, February puzzle books and not words. Uh, that game is never going to leave my phone. Ever, 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 ever. I will pick I that shit up that every month to just dip dip into some some good puzzles. I'll also say, football season's over. I know a lot of people are fiending. May I introduce you to my friend Hockey? I've been watching <laughs> a lot. Just to, I watch every hockey game of the St. Louis Blues for, for a long time, and they're in a place where if they lose one more game, basically, they're not going to make the playoffs, so they have to win like the next 30. And so they've got two in a row, baby. It's been thrilling, thrilling to Hockey watch. Hockey is too stressful for me. It's it's just every second has the potential to go wrong and is just too much. Oh, yeah. I want to echo Griffin's recommendation last time of Forward on the iOS. It is a absolutely like yes. as condensed uh, deck building experience as you could have. It's like hyper 
Slay the Spire uh, or or what have you. It's it's great, 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 great. It's for, forward escape the fold is the full name of that. Yeah. If you're looking for it, yeah, it's it's fucking dope. I'm still playing that a little bit too. Uh, I went back and watched Dick Tracy Why after uh, after watching Warren Beatty secure those rights. Jesus, this Christ. past weekend. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, I I can't fit it into this episode. You should Google Polygon Dick Tracy Warren Beatty. But basically, Warren Beatty dresses up as Dick Tracy and does interviews and throws him on TV at random hours every like decade to ensure that he retains the rights to Dick Tracy. Despite them, I'm pretty sure going public domain did in like five one? years. He did a new one. Dick Tracy. No shit, really? Dick Tracy zooming in. And, uh, and yep, I, I don't want to spoil an ounce of it for you. It is cinema. Um, anyway, I went back and watched the original movie. What a great movie. That movie, that's a blast. Levinson? Uh, I thought, no, I think Warren Beatty directs it too. Oh, does he? I don't know. I think so. Triple threat. (laughs) Fresh, what about you? No, I, no, I've been too busy with work. (laughs) It's original Dick Tracy content. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Try Fingers Butthole, classic Elden Ring nod there. Thank you for writing a review. We also have Badger X2. Badger X2, maybe, is how it's it's spelled slightly differently, but okay. And Mr. Moose 11, thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We always greatly appreciate it, and we appreciate it from everyone else who does it. So thank you. Here is what we talked about this week. Metroid Prime Remastered, uh, PSVR 2, and a slew of games coming out for it, including a new Horizon spinoff thing. And uh, and, and, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it, we just you just heard us say it. 20 Minutes Till Dawn, Forward, Escape the Fold, Not Words, and Dick Tracy, uh, <laughs> oh you can't save it wait until we're done you have to wrap up the show justin you have to do your thing next week we are talking about atomic heart and if you join us on resties uh the one coming up we are talking about uh like a dragon formerly known as yakuza ishin i'm looking at a four-way screen a four-way zoom <laughs> and one of them is Leonard Malton, and one of them is Ward Beatty, and then another yeah. one is Ward Beatty dresses teachers. I can't believe it. Modern technology, baby. <laughs> How did they do it? That's going to do it for us this week on the Besties. Be sure to join us again next week on the Besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? <laughs> 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 oh, <he's still> <laughs> uh...